Today's episode is presented by Early Bird. Early Bird is the simplest way for parents, families, and friends to collectively invest in a child's financial future starting at the earliest age. Early Bird's mobile app empowers parents and families to start saving for their child's financial future in a matter of minutes, while activating a child's broader community to gift contributions on, you know, birthdays, holidays, any occasion. Realistically, as a parent and somebody who has had to deal with having a family funded child <laughs> issue it's never too early to start saving and realistically this is a great idea because you can instead of saying oh well here's five dollars in cash in your birthday card little johnny you can actually put the money away and invest it and maybe when it's time for them to go to college or to go out and get out on their own if they're not going to go to college or if you need bail money i don't know how your kid's going to turn out it's <laughs> the point is, it's never too early to start developing financial literacy. I wish somebody would have taken me off to the side when I was a young parent and said, put away money now for your kid's future, you won't regret it. We're teaming up with Early Bird to give our listeners a free $15 investment to gift to a child you love. Simply go to partners.getearlybird.io slash podcast, or to make it easier, click the link in, in the show notes, download the app, set up your account today. Early bird. Build the nest and invest in the children you love. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Today we're going to have a little talk about uh, something I've noticed, <laughs> been trying to kind of avoid thinking about these things, but it's something I've noticed recently and I want to talk about it. And it is a case of cognitive disconnect. Now, it's a interesting concept. A lot of people, you know, have heard about it. And what it is is when you know something to be factually accurate or to make sense from a logical perspective, but you choose to ignore it and decide that for whatever reason it must be false. That is a cognitive disconnect. Cognitively, you understand the, the validity or the accuracy of a statement, but you choose not to believe it for whatever reason. And generally, a lot of the times, that's tied into our emotional state or something where something we're vested in is proven to not be accurate or to be what we thought it was, but for whatever reason, we're going to stand by it and we're going to say, hey, this is where we're at. This is what this, you know... The, to, to borrow a phrase, we pick what hill we're going to die on. Now, the thing that's got me thinking about this recently has been, I've noticed a lot of things going on in the United States, obviously, because that's where I am currently residing, and that's where my primary concerns are focused. And without going into the whole global scale of things and how there are problems literally all over the planet... Um, I've noticed between my social media monitoring and my interactions with other people that there is this, I mean, 
we as Americans have always had a certain degree of self-importance that the rest of the world jokes about and maybe finds a little bit sickening. At least some most people. Some people may be a little jealous, a little envious of the country. Uh, there, you know, this is a great place for opportunity, but we are, in certain respects, kind of backwards. Uh, I am cognizant enough to understand and acknowledge that fact, but we have this sort of chest pounding and you know, rah rah, we're the leaders of the free world, and maybe once upon a time that was accurate. But the problem is with the oversaturation we have of media and the awareness, for lack of a better term, of the problems the world's facing, somehow American culture and society has seemed to decide that it is entirely incumbent upon us to fix the problems in the world. And the disconnect comes in. I, I take a lot of issue with a lot of people who seem to think certain policies and and belief structures. If you're new to the show, uh, first off, thank you for joining me. Second off, allow me to give you a Cliff Notes version of how I stand on things. I do not agree with extremism on any side of the coin. I don't lean to the left. I don't lean to the right. I'm fairly centrist in my beliefs. But it kind of falls under a philosophy of, I don't give a fuck. If it doesn't directly impact my life or the lives of people I care about, I don't give a fuck. When it comes to your life, it's a real simple philosophy. I will leave you alone and let you do whatever the fuck you want with your life as long as you're not hurting anybody else. And do the same for me and we'll get along just fine. And the issue I have with it is, like I said, the United States seems to think that, not on a macro scale, but on peop- an individual scale, people seem to think that whatever is going to fix the planet has to come purely from us. And in the meantime, we are all expected to make these changes and these sacrifices without acknowledging that we are not the sole influencers on this planet. We are not the only people that affect the world. And we are unable to act globally, partly due to our own myopic vision, where we can't see beyond our own stances. We can't run our own country right. We've really got no sway to tell the rest of the world what to do anymore. I mean, other than being a military superpower, we don't have all this clout because, realistically, at the end of the day, we're not going to use it. And that's not to say there's not ongoing constant military operations, because there are. The left side of the United States government is big fans of bombing people. The right side of the government is big fans of bombing people. The only difference is how the common people here in this country get their nose out of joint, depending on which side is doing the horrible war crime type shit. But that's neither here nor there. The point of the matter is, we are not in a position to enforce our belief structures on anyone else on this planet without the willingness to use a military approach and force those beliefs on people, which I don't condone either. And so we walk around with this just completely unrealistic disconnect. There are much bigger polluters in the world than stuff going on in the United States of America. There are third world countries that have none of the environmental regulations that we have here. There are so many restrictions on running businesses here that we are actively killing our own economy by 
forcing business out of the area, whether it's shipping entire corporations to other countries where there's more friendly tax policies, less less stringent environmental regulations, whatever the case may be. On a macro level, this kind of philosophy does not work, but people seem to think getting all bent out of shape about this shit is somehow going to change the world just because they're upset. And that's where the disconnect comes in. The same people who are constantly bitching about how other people are ruining the world and how we're going to wind up killing ourselves won't look beyond their own comfort zone when it comes to that. I mean, yeah, you can not use straws and not buy bottled water because those are two horrible things for the environment. I talked about it last week. I'm not going to harp on it again. But the problem is the attitude that goes behind this shit. And we have this disconnect, and people don't seem to understand these things. It On a bigger scale, it's literally fucking over the country. Um, as we are, the economy shifting, regardless of how you feel about the whole virus and masks and vaccines and any of that shit, the last year and a half has done a number on the economy, and it has shown how a lot of positions can be done from home. And having to go to work at this point, a lot of people don't want to go back just because it doesn't make any sense. If they could do their job efficiently from home, why why do they need to go back to the office? Is it really that necessary to have direct managerial oversight where your boss can come and flick you on the back of the ear and tell you what you're doing is wrong when you were getting all your work done right from home without any direct supervision? So there has been a shift in that stance. But at the same time, when with the social issues that have come and come and gone and the changes that are arising, we have seen blowback from this shift in in approach to production in this country. And so we're bringing more we're importing more goods from outside the country because we have to. And we're implementing policies that they have a good sales pitch front to them, but, the people who are calling from the people that are thrilled that these policies are being implemented are ignoring the deeper implications of these things. When you cut off your independence, and we this is still a, a nation that runs on fossil fuel, regardless of how many stupid-ass policies people try and put into place, saying, oh, we're going to outlaw combustion engines and all this other stuff, it's not practical, it's not going to work. Electric vehicles are not nearly as efficient as people seem to think they are. And whether you like it or not, we still need these fuels. We still, we're still using them. So by cutting off our independence and saying, okay, now whatever oil we're going to buy, we have to buy from the other side of the planet. On the grand scheme of things, it's actually worse for the environment because now we have to pay to have it shipped in giant cargo ships across the planet to potentially spill in the oceans, to have disasters, to have accidents. Uh, those ships, you know, they pump chemicals into the air to get the chemicals to us so we can have them for our vehicles and for our for our generators and for our power plants. Those are the things people don't think about. And it, that's where it's really been driving me nuts, where people have all these big ideas, but they don't have the, the mental wherewithal to follow them through to their logical conclusions. They see the short-sighted things. They don't see any grander scale, any grander picture. And ultimately, they allow these short-sighted, narrow-minded thought processes 
to influence how they deal with their day-to-day world. And when something is presented to them in a logical or factual way that shows them that their chosen argument is invalid, the disconnect happens. Nope, you're wrong. Well, tell me what's wrong about it. Because you're wrong. You're an asshole. You just don't understand. You don't, you know, you don't care about the environment. You're selfish. You do this. That's how fucking stupid can you really be? That's what it boils down to. And ultimately, I see this and this mindset. Once I started thinking about things, it started when I was thinking about the electric car stuff a couple weeks ago, and it's been kind of compounding. And once I started seeing that mentality and all these people who were plugging for all electric by 2045 or whatever the their brilliant plan is that's never going to work. And I'm not saying I'm not for more eco-friendly cars, but when you're digging all these heavy metals out to make the batteries that have a shelf life and then turn into toxic waste and poison the planet once they're done being useful, it, it shows short-sighted thinking when there are other alternatives. And we're not looking at other alternatives. That's part of the problem, too. That's the disconnect, saying, oh, well, we've got this, and this is better than that, so that's what we're going to focus on. No. Find something that's actually an improvement, that's actually good. You know, you're fixing the greenhouse emissions, but you're poisoning the planet. And have you ever seen the mines where they dig up the heavy metals to make batteries? It is horrible for the planet. It is a literal scar on the planet. That's, again, I'm not trying to go all eco-warrior here. I'm talking about the mentality behind this bullshit. I've seen it in so many other instances, in so many other cases, since I started noticing it. And the way the powers that be address these issues when when they're called to task about it. Oh, no, trust us. I I have a list of things I trust more than anybody that's in a political position at this point. You know, gas station sushi, uh, nearsighted proctologist with a hook for a hand. There's a long list. But the thing is... When you point out, well, here's what I see, where's the logical conclusion? Well, you have to trust me is literally the last fucking thing that should carry any weight. No, I don't trust. Trust is for people that haven't been fucked over. And this entire planet has been fucked over. The general common population of this country has been fucked over repeatedly and being pointed at each other and going, oh, no, it's their fault. Oh, no, it's their fault. No, it's the motherfuckers that are fucking us over's fault. The ones who are telling you to look at the other parties and be mad. Those are the ones you got to be considering. And, again, the disconnect happens. Well, my guy says it's your guy's fault. Well, here's what your guy did. Tell, tell me how that's not his fault. Well, no, you're, just, you're, you're skewing the facts. You're changing the numbers. You're taking things out of context. There's always an excuse. There's always a, a, a logical fallacy that goes on where these things can't be assessed. And it's, there's no logical way to talk to somebody through it. It, if it doesn't fit their narrative, it's either a lie or it's misinformation or you're, you're, or it's it's on you. You're trying to manipulate them. And I see these things and, like, the, the fact that for the first time in, like, a hundred and some odd years, 120 years or something like that, the state of California has a population decline. And the state of California, it's not a huge number. They're, the state's like 40 million people in, in California, and they lost just under 200,000 people. But when you look at that, that is, and they're trying to say, oh, well, it's not a popular, there's not an exodus. People aren't leaving the state. Corporations are leaving the state. Jobs are leaving the state. They, uh, the policies that have put in, been put in place from everywhere from the local level to the statewide level have driven employers out of business, have told people, if you want to survive, you better not stay here. 
I mean, that's not, you know, how they phrase it. Oh, we're, we're being, you know, conscious, socially conscious. We're being economically conscious. The fact that in the city of San Francisco, you can walk into a store and steal as long as, as it's under $1,000 worth of shit, and you can't be prosecuted. You can't be arrested. You can't be stopped. They, the, employer, the employees are not allowed to stop people that are stealing in the stores now. So tell me again why anybody would want to do business there. Why would you, why would you want to have anything set up in that city? You're going to lose money. Why would you stay there from, from a purely logical standpoint? But there are people falling over themselves trying to defend this policy and make it seem like it's somehow a good idea. It's one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever heard in my life. And there are people actually defending this. And there are people who try and treat California like it's this idyllic place. But they lost almost 200,000 people over the last year. And the thing is, governmental people in California will try and spin that number. And, oh, well, that's not a population decline. You went from having consecutive annual population growth for over a century, almost 120 years. I believe the last time they had a population decline was the year 1900. So over 120 years, you never had a year where your population went down until recently, until these policies went into place. Until you put things into place that stop people from being able to live, to be able to function, to be able to succeed and have a functional life. Putting a policy in place for saying, yeah, you can steal and you won't go to jail as long as it's not over $1,000. You won't even get a ticket. You can just get away with it. Well, no fucking wonder all the jobs are drying up. All the companies are pulling up stakes and leaving. And when everybody leaves, what's going to happen to all these parasites that have made a living out of not working, not earning, not contributing, they're going to move on, and they're going to take that attitude somewhere else. And realistically, that's to be expected. The people show you their true selves. That's what you should expect from them. You don't expect them to change because the circumstances are different. They're going to go somewhere else and go, well, I got away with it here. I'm going to get away with it there. The problem I have with this is, again, it's the disconnect. It's the disassociation. It's the people that are leaving that situation because it is an untentable and unsustainable existence. Your job disappeared because you put people into office who put these policies into place that fucking killed your job. And then as often as not, the people who lose their jobs to these circumstances, to the people they elected, to the policies that are in place, instead of blaming the policies that have been put into place or the people who they elected, they start bitching about capitalism and saying how rotten corporations are and how they're all money-grubbing whores and that's why they're not doing the right thing and taking care of people. It's fucking ridiculous. And then you take that attitude and you go somewhere else and you go to a state that does not have the same mindset, does not have the same policies, the same implementation, but you bring that shit attitude with you that created the circumstances that killed your job in the first place. And then you try and tell all these people who aren't having those issues that they're wrong for not thinking things through your way. That's a disconnect. That is a logical fallacy. That is being fucking stupid. That's jamming your head in the sand and saying, it didn't work there, but I'm going to do the exact same shit here. It's A lot of people like to say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. The problem is, you point out these things. You point to these facts. You say, look, these policies that you put in place by voting for the people who wrote these policies, you put these assholes into office. 
and they killed your state, they killed your city, they killed your town, they killed your whatever, your job is gone because the people you elected did exactly what they were going to do, and the end result was somehow surprising to you. When you talk, have you put people in place that are talking about, oh, we're going to tax this and we're going to tax that, don't expect the people that are getting taxed to stick around and just take it if they have an alternative. If there's an out, they're going to take it. Nobody wants to work for nothing. That's the thing. A lot of people want nothing, want, want to do nothing for work. They want to just get checks. I mean, hell, I would take it if somebody, if I could just get somebody to mail me checks for sitting around in the house all day talking into this microphone, I'd be set. I'd be real happy. This would not be at work to me. This would be... And this would be an amazing nine to five. I'd sit around and bitch for a couple hours and have somebody else sending me checks for it. That'd be fantastic. I don't see it ever happening, but you know, what can you do? But I don't have that disconnect. I don't expect those things to happen for me. And part of the disconnect ties into a certain sense of entitlement. I was not raised to believe anybody owed me anything. I, if I want something, I go out and I earn it and I get it. Because that's how you're supposed to do things. Nobody owes you shit. And if you think you're owed something, if you think you should be able to walk into a store and just help yourself to the shit on the shelves, because, you know, that company doesn't need it. They're, they're corporate giants. They're, they're take, they take all their profits and I don't have shit, so I should have this. The reason you don't have shit is because you haven't earned it and you don't fucking deserve it. That's more or less what's been rolling through my head these days. And we're going to take a real brief break here. And when we come back, we're going to have a little discussion about what I think needs to happen to mitigate some of this bullshit. Hi, do you like to hear someone ramble about multiple topics and just jump from one subject to the other? Well, Chaotic Neutral Podcast is the podcast for you. I go from topic to topic, and I have fun while doing it. I go from talking about cookies to fun stories like me drinking two quarts of apple juice, and I usually have some solo episodes, some fellow guests on, like, podcasters. So if you're interested, follow me at Twitter at KONeutralPod and Instagram at ChaoticNeutralPod. Okay, and so now, thanks for listening to that. And uh, if you stuck around this far, thank you for sticking around. If you wanted to actually hear what I think about these things, well, here you go. A lot of the problems that come with these things come from this social construct we have where everyone feels this need to enforce their beliefs on everybody else. And rather than trying to find some middle ground or some version of compromise, everybody wants people to live by their standards, to live their best life. Not to live the individual's own best life, but to live the best life as defined by the person who's trying to tell you what to fucking do. And then when you treat people the exact same way they're trying to treat you, they get all kinds of bent out of shape, all sorts of pissed off. And we live in a culture where people want to talk shit, and there's all these memes floating around, and we have Karens, and we have snowflakes, and we have... They're all different facets of the same fucking problem. Everybody seems to think they know best how everybody else should be living their lives. And that includes me. I personally think I have things figured out a lot better than a lot of fucking people do. But that is simply because I don't base my happiness on other people living according to my standards. And the only reason I think that that approach is better is because that means my happiness is not dependent on anybody but my fucking self. 
Well, and, you know, to a certain extent, my wife and my kid and my immediate family. But those are choices I made. Those those people being in my life is a re- direct result of decisions I made. So, ultimately, like I said, I have this philosophy. It's generally, it's the towel of I don't give a fuck. You want to be straight. You want to be gay. You want to be non-binary. You want to be queer. You want to be out and proud. You want to be closeted and ashamed. I really, I don't give a fuck. I don't judge you based on any of that shit. And none of it matters to me. None of it's relevant to me. None of it affects my day-to-day life. I think if we all could get that through our heads, that what other people are doing with their lives is really none of our fucking business, we would all be much better off. If somebody's living in a lifestyle you don't agree with, as long as they're not hurting anybody, who the fuck cares? What is, What about you is so fragile and so easily damaged that somebody else living their best life is somehow harmful or painful to you? They're doing something you don't agree with. Stay the fuck away from them. If you... It comes... All these things that are being shoved down all of our throats... And again, we have a disconnect. We have people don't want to look at the why. They just look at the what. Why is it being rammed down our throats that all these things matter? Why is it being rammed down our throats that there are so many things that fucking divide us? Why does there have to be 97 different fucking things that we can say, well, this is the where I stand, and since you don't stand there with me, you're not a good person. You're not my friend. You're not... You know what? Not everybody's going to be your friend. That's something I learned a long time ago, and it's as true today as it was when I was a kid, and I realized there were people in my school that I was never going to shed a tear over. But on the other hand, they weren't going to do me any favors either. Did I give a shit about them? No. Fuck them. They're not a factor in my life. It's kind of like on social media when I get these little friend suggestions popping up. You you guys have 37 friends in common, and you're not friends. Yeah, you know why? Because I remember that person from 40 years ago. They were an asshole then. They're probably still an asshole now, and I have no desire to reconnect with them. So I don't. I click the little X in the corner, and I never have to see their stupid face again. And I'm fine with that. I'm happier for not giving a shit about what's going on in their life. Are they married? Do they have 97 kids? Are they successful? Are they? Is their life in ruins? Is it a shambles? I don't fucking care. And that makes me all the much happier. And if we could all just get that attitude of, you know what, you do you. And that's all you got to worry about. Don't force your shit down my throat and I won't force my shit down yours. You believe whatever you want to believe. I don't care if you want to go out somewhere, sit down on a park bench with a fucking dish towel tied around your head. You know, singing hosannas to a fucking squirrel that you met in the tree and you named him Bob the Immortal. I don't give a fuck. As long as you're not, you know, breaking into my house to get shit to feed Bob. Because Bob told you that that's okay. I mean, that's, you know, then you're crossing the line. You're in my shit. And I'm not one of the people that's going to adopt this whole, well, I have this, but you don't, so you can help yourself. No, I have it because I went out and I got it and I earned it and it's my shit. Yes, I'm possessive. Yes, I value my things because I worked for them and I earned them. Therefore, they have value. It wasn't fucking handed to me. It wasn't free. I invested literally the only thing that any one of us actually has, and that's my time. I earned money to buy things that I wanted because I wanted them. 
and with time that I will never get back. Everything we have comes down to time because we, again, it's one of those things. It's the only thing we're never going to get more of. Now, granted, if you're rich enough, you can buy things to make your quality of life last longer and maybe stay healthier longer and live a little longer. But at the end of the day, you're never getting any of it back. You're never going to get a second chance. That time is gone once you spent it. So, yeah, if you try and take something that I paid for with my hard-earned time that I used to earn the money to buy the thing, you and me are going to have a problem. That doesn't make me selfish. That doesn't make me immoral. That doesn't make me a horrible person because I'm not letting somebody take something they didn't fucking earn. That makes me someone who values myself. Do I value myself more than I value other people? You're goddamn right I do. Because other people don't value me more than they value themselves. There's not a human on this planet. Well, I mean, maybe there is some good holy people somewhere in some mountain that live some pious life and actually value everyone else more than they value themselves. But realistically, I'm of the mindset anybody that tells you they value other people's happiness, health, and well-being over their own is trying to sell you something that probably doesn't fucking work. And anyway, I'm getting kind of rambly, so I'm going to wrap things up. So, Cliff Notes summary. Let's look back over things. If somebody points out some logical fallacies to you that may be reflective in your way of thinking, and then you can look at it critically and verify while they might be right, don't automatically assume you're being attacked. Look at it critically. Start using your your mental facilities. We need to get away from being butthurt and back to being logical if we want to advance anything in this planet. As long as we're letting emotions rule the day, shit's never going to get better. We're going to get worse because emotions are easy. Emotions can be manipulated. If you get if you're not using your critical thinking skills, if you are not being logical, if you're being reactive, you're not being proactive. There's all these little things you could say, all these different mentalities that go behind it. So you need to actively be aware of this disconnect. You need to stop allowing this to come into your day. And for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow. Give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms that I had to say at podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program, things I've talked about. There are some links available for some merch that we're working on, and there are ways to contact us there as well. And thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.